Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tumblings, Podcast 181. This one will be super rambly and not follow the normal format because I really don't have anything to talk about. There's a few things that have come up that I've been doing or have noticed, but that's really about it. Not anything really big or worthy of, you know, a normal size section on the podcast. So this will probably just be a very short one with kind of a lot of off the top of my head rambling. But hopefully you'll enjoy the show. The only really new game type thing I have, somebody sent me an invite for one of those Facebook games. It's not an energy-based one, which I I really can't stand those energy-based games which limit your play. So I played it a little bit, and I thought I might mention it on the show in case people want to check it out. It is called Prime World Defenders, and it's kind of interesting because it sort of combines sort of card-collecting strategy with tower defense. I've only played maybe something like an hour, so I haven't gotten that far in. I basically just finished sort of the main tutorial section, and that's about as far as I got. But basically, you have towers, which are cards, and then you start out with sort of the base level of that tower type. Like, the first one you get, I think, is like an archery tower has a little bit of attack, and it'll attack both ground and air. And then once you sort of get out of the tutorial section, there is a couple of different ways you can get new cards, and both are pretty much through in-game currency. There are microtransactions for buying in-game currency, but it doesn't seem like you really need to do that. It will undoubtedly be a very grindy game, but that's kind of beside the point and, you know, normal for that kind of game anyways. But you'll get sort of card packs, and it's a pretty small number of cards in most cases. But then you can sort of combine the different kinds of cards, and it will upgrade, I guess you could call it the level of the tower card. So then let's say you have a tower at level 2, and you put that in your, I guess you could call it a deck. There are like four spots you start with for cards. So during the game, you get enough resources, you can use that kind of tower. And if it's level 1, you can only upgrade it to the level 1 rank, which is what it starts at. And if it's rank 2, you can upgrade it to rank 2. And assumably there are higher ranks than that. Like I said, I just started, so my highest level towers I have is like 2.5, so I could only upgrade to level 2 in the game. So there's this kind of interesting strategy of... You get the towers, and then you sort of upgrade them out of the match, and there's sort of, you know, different strategies for which you want to upgrade how. But also in-game, there's a few other kind of interesting twists they've added. First, on the grid of where you can put the towers, there are a few different kind of bonus things. So there'll be a spot that you can get, like, bonus range, or a spot you can get bonus speed. So that adds an interesting twist. 
Also, there are a few maps I saw which had multiple pathways where the bad guys could go. So you would purposely want to put towers on certain spots to force the bad guys down different paths. So that was kind of cool. One also very interesting thing was that the more of a particular type of tower you would place, the higher its price became. So like a tower would start at 30 resources, and then I think it's about the third one you put down, it will increase to like 35, and then it'll increase to like 39. So if you're putting more and more and more of one type of tower, it's going to cost you more and more resources. So I thought that was a really interesting spin as well. Like I said, I've only played about an hour, so it might be worth checking out if you're into tower defense and sort of collectible aspect kind of games. Has some interesting twists on it. Like I said, I've only played an hour, and it's a Facebook game, so it's not like I couldn't play wherever I wanted, pretty much. But I don't know. It just didn't draw me in that much. It's fun. It's cool. It's got some interesting concepts worth checking out. So I just thought I would mention that. In sort of a not-news section, Alien Isolation is now out. I was really excited for that when I first heard about it. I became significantly less excited when I heard it was a full-price game because it seemed like it would be a really amazing game, but something that I would only play through, like, once ever. And I tend to kind of avoid games like that, especially if they're full-price games, because usually games like that that are built around suspense and sort of careful play don't usually have a lot of playtime. I don't know if that's the case with Alien Isolation. I haven't seen any reviews about it. I've been kind of avoiding them. Because I do want to eventually pick it up. But like I said, um, you know, I don't have any money, so I had to sort of put that out of my mind, as it were. But if you were looking forward to that, it is now out. And you might want to check out reviews and see what they say and see if it's worth the full price, price tag. Shadows of Mordor is also now out. A lot of people started talking about that. I originally didn't give it much attention because I thought it was just an expansion to the Middle-Earth Online game, but I guess it's not. I guess it's completely unrelated, and it is just a game based in the Middle-Earth sort of realms, I guess you could say. I did see one review, and it kind of looks a lot like a combination of the Batman Arkham series and a sort of Assassin's Creed. There seem to be elements of both does have this cool-looking sort of hierarchy structure of the bad guys. I guess if you take out one of their lieutenants, somebody will sort of take their place and rise up in power. And that looked like a really interesting sort of mechanic to add sort of this overall strategy layer. I don't know too much about it other than that in terms of like its plot or its story or, you know, what you're trying to do in the game. I think you're just trying to take out a certain number of special orcs. But again, you know, I don't have any money, so I haven't really been paying attention to it. But if you're into Middle-Earth sort of lore and you you like those kind of games, uh, if you like, you know, Batman or Assassin's Creed, you might want to check it out. looks pretty cool. And in the last sort of not-news section, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is out in about a week. It depends on where you are in the world. They have different release dates for the U.S. and sort of global release. Looks pretty cool. After playing through some of the expansions in Borderlands 2, I kind of sort of started losing interest. I just kind of don't like those super action-y shooters where you have to shoot things like 
a million times to kill one guy. It just doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me. Plus, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of, I guess you could say, precision with it. It's kind of like you're shooting them in the head or you're shooting them not in the head. And it doesn't really seem to make any difference, you know, where you shoot them and they don't really react. So I kind of wasn't really into that. That's part of why I've been so into Destiny is because of all of the really little details. It's like if you shoot somebody in the foot, it's going to stagger them. They're going to stumble. If you shoot them in the shoulder while they're running, they're going to sort of trip and get, you know, knocked to the side a little bit. You know, little details like that make a huge difference in terms of how I feel about playing the game. So, you know, Borderlands is super arcadey. You just shoot things, you know, a million times and they don't really seem to react until they die. So, I don't know. I've kind of lost a lot of love for the series. If somebody said, hey, I'm going to pick this up. Would you play it with me? And, you know, if I had money, I, I probably would. You know, I probably would do that to play it with my friend. I don't know anybody that's picking it up and playing it. I don't really have any friends right now who are playing games that I play with, except for the one who I sometimes play Destiny with. And again, you know, I have no money, so I can't even really consider it, even if I did. But if you love the Borderlands series, apparently that is out in about a week, so you might want to keep your eye out for that. So I guess in sort of a rambly closing section, like I said, there's not really much to talk about this time. been playing Destiny as much as I can. I've kind of run out of money right now. I have a little bit more money to play on my account, so I'll be able to play tonight on the day I'm recording this, but I won't have money after that, which would be like Friday I would normally play. But unless my money comes in the morning, that won't happen. And in general, too, there's not a whole lot for me to gain unless I'm doing strikes or, you know, in theory, the weekly or the raid, which neither of those I've had a chance to do because I don't know any people that are doing them to invite me. And there's no matchmaking. So if you don't have friends that are doing it that invite you, you're out of luck. You can't do them. So, you know, I will still be going to the Internet Cafe on occasion when I can. I've started going to the food store because there's sort of this cafe area that's got like I guess like a dozen chairs or so and I can set up in there and play and nobody seems to mind hardly anybody even notices that I'm even there let alone playing something especially since there's like a big couch kind of chair it's not really a couch but it's, it's you know like a padded chair and I can sort of hide my system behind my backpack in sort of the corner so nobody even sees it and then I'll put my monitor, like, on a chair that's backwards. So it's, you know, in front of me sitting on a chair. So nobody even really notices it's, you know, a system instead of a, a laptop or whatever. Because I'll sit like that with my laptop as well. Just because that way, you know, whatever I'm doing, it's unlikely anybody will see. 
So I don't have to worry about, you know, what TV shows I watch or what I play or, you know, if they're child appropriate or not. Because there's, you know, a couple of series that I watch on Netflix that are more adult oriented that are, you know, either horror or they're like, you know, adult kind of sexually. So, you know, that's not the kind of stuff you want a child seeing. They're not, you know, really horrible or anything, not something that would like totally traumatize them. But, you know, there's a few seconds of footage here and there that would be kind of bad for little ones to see. So prefer to have my back to the wall, as it were. But it seems like an okay place to play for free. I can't do any group activities because it's just not stable enough. It seems fast enough on a regular basis, so that's cool. But I wouldn't want to risk any group activities because I do disconnect. The weird thing, though, is of it's about four or five days I've played there now for about two or three hours each time. I've only actually been kicked out of what I was doing once. The other, like, four or five times I've lost connection, it's actually just given me a notice that said you've lost connection to internet features, so those are disabled. But the game kept going with what it was doing, and assumably it reconnected at some point shortly after, because it doesn't tell you if you reconnect. So it's like the last time I was playing and this happened, I was in sort of a mission by myself doing, you know, solo stuff. But I was shooting guys in the face, and then it said I lost connection. And so I thought, oh, well, poop, this is going to disconnect me from the mission, and I'm going to lose all my progress so far. But it actually didn't. I was actually still connected. I was still doing everything as normal. I progressed in the mission to a different area. I figured, you know, on zoning it might bump me out of the mission or something, but it worked just fine. It worked just like normal. And when I finished and went back out into orbit, it was normal. It it didn't look like I was disconnected. So it seems like the disconnections that are happening at the food store kind of don't bother me for single player stuff, which is what I would do there anyways. So that's super good news. I can do my single player stuff and get some play Like I said, though, you know, most of the gain I have to gain is in group activities, which I wouldn't be able to do there. So that's pretty depressing and sad. And lately, I've been super worried. By the time you hear this podcast, hopefully things will be okay, but I've kind of run out of money completely. I have, like, exactly enough in my wallet for food for today and tomorrow, and maybe if I really stretch things a day after that, So hopefully my money will come in a couple days like it's supposed to. Because if it doesn't, I'll be in really big trouble. I'll have no money for food and I don't know what I'll do because I'll have to wait until that comes. So very worried and stressed about that. Halloween's coming up in a few weeks. That should be super fun. Well, (laughs) for everybody except me, I guess. But... Hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. I don't know if I'll have anything else to talk about. didn't really have anything to talk about this time. Hopefully, maybe I can think up something to talk about. But, hopefully, everybody out there is having a better time than me. And, hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye.
Not because, you know, the developers. The, the, the. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.